Vegetables and Hallmarkies. Welcome back to another episode of Deliver Me a Podcast, courtesy of the Hallmarkies Podcast. We are so excited to be talking to you guys about episode number, what is this, three? Yes. Three. Yes. yes. <laughs> three. Um, called Soulmates. And I am your host today, Casey, also known as Hallmark My Words on Twitter. And I have here Jess. Say hello. Hey, everybody. And also Cammie. Hi. Also known as Hook Tardy. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Soulmates. This one was a very, th- this was a very sweet episode. We have the romance. We have a little bit of a mystery-ish. We have some character development with the um, postables themselves. What did you guys think overall thoughts? I really liked this episode. Um, yeah, like you said, it kind of had a lot, a lot packed into it. Um, I think my favorite part was more of the, the postable story and, uh, kind of their investigation of Oliver, which we'll get into, into later and, um, learning about Rita's book. But yeah, I really liked the postable stories in this one. Um, the letter story was, was good too, but I just was more intrigued by kind of the, the personal stories that we got in this episode. Yes. And that's what I meant by mystery is Oliver's mysterious behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one One of the big things is the actor who plays, uh, Sam. Oh, I'm blanking on his name, but he was a guy that I had seen previously on other Hallmark projects before I started watching Sign Seal Delivered, and he was a dork, and so, <laughs> and so when I saw that he was going to be the star of the story, I went, oh, yay! <laughs> I get to, see I get to I, first I went, oh, that guy, you know, and then, and then I saw, oh, yeah, he's going to be the letter writer. Okay, this is going to be nice. We get to, we get to see him in a, in a, in a positive light. And then, my favorite part about the postables story can be summed up in two lines. <laughs> what is that and what do they have against trees? <laughs> and I would be happy to be your dance partner. <laughs> Yes. Those those two lines kind of center around my feelings. Uh, the, those are at the center of my feelings for this episode. Because <laughs> you know, Rita's book is just so funny. <laughs> so funny to watch. And then seeing this very big step that Oliver is forced to take with Shane because the last thing he wants is to have to dance with Rita in a dance <laughs> in a dance show. I once tweeted to Crystal Lowe, I said, how in the world did you come up with that dance? Because I'm an actor. We, we go through this long list when we're creating a character of what the voice is like, what the walk is like, and what the laugh is like, what, you know, just very long list. And so I said, how in the world did you come up with that dance? And she tweeted me back and she said, you know, a lot of time in front of the mirror, a lot <laughs> of my husband laughing at me. <laughs> so, so yeah. Those are my, those are my two, those are my two favorite parts of the postable story. Yeah, that's too funny. And that is uh, Harrison McDonald. And he was also a Mountie in One Calls the Heart. Hmm. Yep. According to who? IMDb. Who? Um, Sam. S- Sam was never a Mountie in One Calls the Heart. I know that. <laughs> I don't know, Cammie. I'm questioning your validity as the hook tardy. You don't know all this hey! trivia. 
we will find out more but according to his imdb which we know is not always correct according to kevin mcgarry's birthday um, thank you <laughs> was Mountie, or chris mcnally's birthday for that matter he or was credited, birthday. <laughs> he was credited as mountie number two in 2018 which would have been season Six. Five, six. So. six because this because it's 2019 and it's season seven so 2018 would it's have been season six 2020. it's 2020 <laughs> so, <laughs> so it would have been season five it's all this quarantining, guys. It's, it's, it's we don't know what day brain. it is. We don't know what year it is. We're just like IMBD. We don't know any days. They're not right. <laughs> so it would. So it would have been season five. Okay, I am taking this, this under investigation. I'm yep. becoming a postable Mountie. <laughs> yeah, don't go investigate Mountie number two. Yeah, Mountie number two. Where's Shane and her computer when you need her? Oh man, Shane. <laughs> Come back, Shane. <laughs> All righty. So let's jump. Ju- All righty. <laughs> Amy, Rachel, take that out. <laughs> or keep it. I think that'll be great. <laughs> Blooper reel. All right. Yeah, All righty, guys. Yeah. All righty, guys. So let's dive into the letter story of Sam and Marie. So uh, Sam is obviously a rancher kid, and he has met this young girl named Marie. They're about, what, 9, 10, 11? Approximately, yeah. At this time. Sounds right. And they, uh, they struck up a friendship, and, you know, we don't get to see it as, you know, the audience. We don't see them growing up, but it kind of jumps about 10 years um, to when Sam and Marie are now teenagers about to graduate high school and they have obviously fallen in love. Young oh my love. gosh. That kid who played young Sam, so cute. <laughs> he played the character so well and just, you know, because you can tell, you can tell when chemistry is faked. You really can. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, I didn't care as much for the girl who played Marie. I thought that she was a little stiff, but other than that, I think she, I think she did fine. She was just a little stiff for me. You're talking about teenage but, Marie? Yeah, teenage Marie. Yeah, teenage Marie. Teen, no, I'm not talking about Amelia Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> um, Teenage Marie was a little stiff for me, but the, but the chemistry with the two of them and just how much he obviously adored her and supported her, you felt that already. You felt that already from Teenage Sam, mm-hmm. and that's a hit or miss. You know, that, that could have easily been surface, and with him, it was not. I, yeah. I really thought that kid did a fabulous job. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. For the characters, I was a little like, okay, this is a little awkward. Like the whole, you're my land and sky and sea or whatever. <laughs> that was weird. I but I, like, that's, that's probably why, she was, why the teenage Marie was a little stiff. Because she yeah. had to say that very weird line, you know. <laughs> it's very intense for teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very deep for a bunch of 17, 18 year olds. And I was a little like, okay, I feel really strange right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that Marie is going off to school back east and she is going to be a scientist, doctor, really smart lady. Um, and her father is not too happy with the whole Sam and Marie relationship. He's basically kind of a cynic, probably like me at this moment where it's like, all right, you kids, you do realize (laughs) that you have a whole life ahead of you and this is a past fantasy and basically move on, son. Um, (laughs) that's one way to put it. (laughs) 
<laughs> what did you I, can can I can yeah. I chime in? Can I chime in really quick here? I you know, I do have to say one of the reasons why we're gunning for them is because they're the protagonists of the story. So, you know, it's it's like when we watch When Calls the Heart, we know Jack and Elizabeth are supposed to be together. So who's this Charles guy? You know, it's <laughs> um but if you're thinking on realistic and logical terms, those two wouldn't have even found much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You got you got a guest ranch hand and someone who is about to be who has taken every honors class there is, who's about to go to med school, and who's becoming a scientist and a doctor. And just how did those two, we, we're gunning for them because they're the focus of the story, but how did those two fall in love? You know, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there because I mean, in, I've experienced this myself, like as kids, you all have something in common. You're all going to school together. Mm-hmm. You have extracurriculars right. together, but I just remember going off to college and coming back. I, I didn't even leave town. I just, you know, had a different life. And I just remember going back to like my church friends and even some of my high school friends. I was like, so now what? (laughs) It's just, you don't have anything, you know, there's nothing in common because some people aren't going to college. Some people are getting married early. Some people are, you know, starting careers early and, you know, your twenties are just a very tumultuous time, especially early twenties with old friendships. So yeah, I'm with you. Like Sam and Marie, at that stage in life, they were going completely opposite directions. So ooh, how? I wonder though if they were helped out. I mean, they were friends since like young children. And so right. I wonder if that helped yeah. them out a little bit. They had that more of a history with each other being so young when they first, you know, kind of. Really yeah, that's, connected. that's my theory. But I mean, you yeah. could grow up, you could grow up thinking of them as a sibling too, if you see them every summer. True. Yeah. I mean, they obviously didn't considering that kiss, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) I would hope not. (laughs) Alrighty. So with Sam and Marie, um, Sam decides, oh no, sorry. So with Sam and Marie, years go by, Sam doesn't hear anything from Marie. She's basically dropped off the face of the planet. He has no idea what's happened to her. And it's almost like a lost cause. You would think. But again, we have another time jump. Many, many years later, Sam is a grown-up and they are hosting the World Health Organizational Leadership Conference thing. And lo and behold, who appears but Marie, played by the lovely and wonderful Amelia Uru. And it's important to note here that Marie looks suspiciously like someone else named Dale, but now Marie has blonde hair and Dale has red hair. So clearly, so, they're clearly two they're different, different people. people. Okay? Yeah, they're very different. The resemblance is uncanny. You know? <laughs> Before we jump the gun, a few more episodes. Let's just stick to. Oh the- come on! Anybody <laughs> listening to this podcast is going to have watched the entire series by hey, now we <laughs> might be you know what it might just be our podcast that brings in new listeners and new viewers to sign seal delivered so we don't want to spoil <laughs> it now because spoiler alert amelia <laughs> Ullerup plays two characters in this series and series of movies there we go <laughs> out of the way <laughs> yes i mean i guess we've passed the whole you know spoiler alert in time frame i think if something's been out for more than two years it's for a free-for-all so I'll this is definitely that. been out more than two years <laughs> <laughs> it's really a spoiler it's just you're gonna notice that dale looks suspiciously familiar <laughs> albeit okay. a little different <laughs> i'm gonna segue real quick on that but like I didn't notice it the first time. I was just like, who's this Dale lady? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I noticed and it either. I watch, <laughs> I watch Chesapeake Shores and I love Amelia Ulrup. It's just it really, her hair really threw me because I, she's always been blonde to me. So anyways, yes. So Amelia Ulrup, um, she comes back as Marie 
and Sam is surprised and shocked. And well, and I love, and I love what, what kind of drew Sam's attention to her was her asking about the star lilies. Mm-hmm. That was, yes. that was so sweet that she asked about the star lilies and that's when he turned his head and, and everything kind of falls into place. Like, wait a minute. She's asking about star lilies. I know that voice. Yeah. I know someone who would ask about star lilies. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. So if you were Marie and you had, you were coming back to Sam's ranch, <laughs> would you have? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> that was a, <laughs> a little uh, added ending there yes. <laughs> on your words. <laughs> My bad. Um, would you have gone back as just curious or a friend or would you have had feelings still? Oh, you mean the reason why she, mm-hmm. the reason why she went back to the, why she suggested yeah. that the organization go to the ranch. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's a tough one. Because hey. we're not, because we're not the character. So we mm-hmm. don't know how she played it. Yeah. I think um, it's just a familiar place to her. I don't think, because she didn't, she didn't even think he was still going to be there, which is a little yeah, odd, I think. Com- yeah, she was surprised uh, to see him. I think it was just a familiar place. She had a lot of memories there. And so she thought it would be a good place to, to have it. So that, yeah. that's what, that, well, that's what it kind of leads to is that, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a, a sweet place that held a lot of memories. And yeah, she even says, you're still here. So I don't think that she was expecting. Now, she may have gone, she may, part of her reasoning may have been, that she wanted to go back to feel those feelings again and to have nostalgia. She had nostalgic feelings of their romance. And so she wanted to go back because she had such wonderful memories of the place. Uh, But I don't think that she went back there to find him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you would say that the silence of all the years of her not communicating with Sam, because she, I mean, where else would Sam be, right? Would be a complete friend zone moment she has friend zoned him (laughs) yeah yeah i I mean i guess basically i just i just don't think that she expected to see him yeah because it was just it was just a job you know he he owns the place now Mm -hmm. but he was he was a staff member as a teenager and they hadn't they hadn't talked since they were 18 so or very soon thereafter so you know it's it's kind of a logical assumption that somebody would move on from mm-hmm. a summer job you know you, yeah. don't, you don't expect them to stay there so. right and we find out that he's bought the ranch too i am you know what i was really glad for that because there are tendencies sometimes to have the guy left behind not be successful according to the world's terms Mm -hmm. you know it just still back in the same old humdrum hometown and that's supposed to be okay uh and that's supposed to be good enough kind of and you then you have the career woman who's achieved (laughs) all levels of success really you know that i will admit that bothers me sometimes and Mm -hmm. so the fact that sam had bought the ranch that he that he was the boss he was the owner that i really liked that that he wasn't just another stable hand mm-hmm. that i i really liked that they added that little tidbit in mm-hmm. yeah i completely agree so we find sam and marie and they are reunited and they are doing a lot of catching up and Dear sweet Sam tries to make a move on Marie and we find out Marie has moved on. She is actually engaged to someone else. And I mean, like, (laughs) I, poor Sam. I mean, first of all, in my opinion, let's not make moves on the first, like, reunification after how many years like 10 at this point 
because she's a she's what a medical doctor and she's got yeah, a phd and at least at least six yeah i mean she ha- she's a she and she's not contacted sam at all mm-hmm. and poor sam had to expect he kind of expected her to like she, he she'd stayed the same or something i don't nostalgia know nostalgia like, has a way of making you do strange and unusual things i guess <laughs> but to make the matters worse as they're going back and you know sam's fuming because i mean not he i i don't think he's necessarily mad at her because he literally just re- reunited with her but more at the fact of himself being kind of so forward and then being burned so badly by his childhood love well and i mean think about it he is so elated to see her again he's totally on a high and then they go off and spend all of this time together i mean marie didn't exactly say up front that she was engaged did she now and so she did not (laughs) no she did not and so they've been spending the whole day together they're sitting by a fire there's all of these stars caught up in the the, moment (laughs) the mood is ripe the mood is ripe people (laughs) and then you know he's elated to see her again he's elated to be with her again he leans in to kiss her because they've had such a wonderful day and they're all and they've and he's missed her so much and then he feels the ring on on her hand i mean can you imagine how many levels he crashed right there oh Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i've run in i've run into ex-boyfriends before but it was when the two of us had no residual feelings for each other or we were both married, so there really were no residual <laughs> feelings. You know I mean? So we were either single and there were no feelings, or we were married, so there definitely were no feelings. And, you know, I still remembered feeling the nostalgic feelings, mm-hmm. but, you know, and so I got a little soft hearted with the nostalgic feelings, but. never ever wanting to entertain something romantic then so imagine how badly he crashed feeling the nostalgic feelings on top of thinking there was a chance for them now that fate had brought them back together and all of that I was to say too especially because they never technically broke up they just kind of like she went off is my understanding like as far as they're like he was concerned it seemed like he had been committed even you know from the beginning all the way through he never really totally was stopped caring or loving her and maybe he was well, like, and, the, okay, and it right was the father it was the yeah. father who mm-hmm. kind of kept them apart so that could you know i mean sam could totally take that as you know your father kept us apart you're free now and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. crash and burn yeah. in the worst way with one tiny little piece of rock yeah. <laughs> And I feel like Marie, too, is a little blindsided by his feelings because she had obviously moved on a long time ago. And for her, the nostalgic, you know, was more about the place. It may be Sam because, okay, she could have gone and found him. If she really, really wanted to, she really could have gone and found him. She did not have to wait all those years Mm -hmm. to go back to the ranch. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and I feel like, that's the that's the funny thing about Hallmark's big time gaps. Yeah. You couldn't do a phone call 10 years ago, you <laughs> right. know when they when they say 15 years have gone by. Seriously? You didn't feel a little funny after the first year where you didn't hear a single word, you know? <laughs> and we live in a modern age, people. They have called telephones. <laughs> and I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. Um young young marie not present marie because we're not at present marie and present sam yet but older marie in the time of the world health conference and sam they were they were really frustrating me (laughs) they're not my favorite characters because i was like you dingbats come on (laughs) for several different reasons but that's just me maybe i'm just a not a romantic 
at least for those <laughs> two. I just, I don't know. But moving on, we so see. Well, hold, hold, oh, hold on. One, yeah. one, more, one more thing. One more thing. Marie was very shaken by her fiance showing up. You could, you can tell yes. that even, you can tell that even though she's quote unquote moved on, those feelings were catching up to her because she saw him and she went, I am so sorry. You know, instead of just, oh, honey, you know, it yeah. was, those feelings were catching up to her too at that point. She, so, yeah. I was actually going to mention the fiance, um, but my take on that was that she wasn't sorry because her feelings were catching up. She was sorry because she had just let her old boyfriend down and he was just about to meet her right then and there. And Sam had just about to, like, he was about to kiss her because she was not, no, because I would have, I would have reacted the same way. Like if, it, if I were Marie's shoes and I had just spent all this time with my old boyfriend and I talked about him because you know, what's his name? Patrick's like, oh, this is Sam. Like, obviously he knew that they had, you know, this was the old boyfriend or whatever. That's just awkward. That is so incredibly awkward to just be like, uh, hi, this is my fiance. This is yeah. my old boyfriend. And he was just about to kiss me, but I'm not going to tell you that because we're engaged and about to be married in like three days. It was just I don't know. I, the way the way she played it, it looked like things were catching up to her. Yeah, but I think it's a little. I think it's a little both. But I think I'm leaning a little more toward Casey. Uh, what she said because I know I didn't agree with you, Cami. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because Shameful. I think she. I think she realized how much it was gonna hurt Sam mm -hmm. to see her new um, fiance, which I can't remember his name. But um, yeah, I think she just realized how much it was gonna hurt him, given that he mm -hmm. clearly was hadn't changed his feelings for her at all so rewatch yeah rewatch <laughs> postables <laughs> way in how did you take that yeah and i mean if she really had feelings for sam she would she would have gone back to him even though he told her like never come back again yeah like if she really wanted to and if she truly had feelings because i don't know that's just my take on it so anyways moving on past that Eight years. You probably should. Yeah. <laughs> eight years pass on, and oh wait, yes, eight years pass on, and the postables find a letter, a letter in the box that is mangled and indecipherable, almost. And they find. We don't know it's eight years old, but it is eight years old. It is eight years old, and they go and try and find who it belongs to, and long story short it is sam and marie's letter and sam had written marie a letter telling her he was sorry for how he had acted and that if she ever wanted to come back she could and a bunch of romantic stuff don't you dare <laughs> <laughs> i love what shane says right there she doesn't want him i'll take him you yeah <laughs> under her breath <laughs> She says it to Rita and Rita giggles. I love that line. I love that line because, hey, all of us want to be sweet talked every once in a while. I don't care how technical of a brain you have. You know, all ladies want to be sweet talked, sweet talked at some point in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they attempt to deliver the letter to Marie, but... <laughs> thanks to norman's um tree climbing skills peeping Pe tom he's uh, <laughs> peeping tom and peeping in the window of marie's house and they see marie with a young child they also see a tall guy who gives marie a hug and this is at the point where they're kind of like oh great deliver or don't deliver we're gonna break up happy a happy family. family or return to sender so what do you guys what would you guys have done would you guys have are you an oliver we've got to do what the male's rules are <laughs> i'm i'm more technical so i would definitely side with oliver i'm like it's our job to like it's not our role to play god and try to how this is gonna work out like deliver the letter that that's more me 
but I I would side with Oliver simply because I'm more sentimental. You know, I we uh, even if she was happily married, she still deserved to know that he felt that way. And the other thing was they made assumptions. Yes, as we know in Hallmark, the hugs, they always, and I, I hate assumptions. I hate, hate, hate them. It's always, they drive me crazy. Yeah, and I mean, the guy hugging Marie, he didn't kiss her. They barely hugged, you know, that was not a romantic husband-wife hug, you know, it just, they they should have just you know gone to the door found everything out or you know protocol would probably be to just mail the letter but you know they did not know everything mm-hmm. and so yeah yeah i i would have i would i would have uh mailed the letter yeah i think i agree with you guys but well the postables in it so <laughs> they decide <laughs> to figure out a way to return to sender in which they do and they actually end up meeting sam they find out the whole story and sam tosses that letter into the fire and it turns into a bunch of ash um and then as the postables are in the dlo they realize that the guy that they saw wasn't the husband because of his height <laughs> so well they can't deliver the letter now because they've return to sender and it's now a pile of ash so what do they do they have the second best thing which is rita rita and her (laughs) fantastic memories so they go to marie's house and she's a little like who are you people what are you guys doing (laughs) well that happens every time they show up at somebody's house or (laughs) office (laughs) it's true you're the what the male police the male police (laughs) male detectives and so rita recites the letter back to marie and they let her know that sam is still single and and ready to mingle (laughs) (laughs) and it's never too late to go back i'm gonna i'm gonna prove right here and now that i'm not complete sentiment (laughs) okay you imagine how awkward that would have been you know, I mean, cause I was so glad that they didn't, I was so glad that they didn't have Rita recite the whole letter, that they kind of faded out and cut to the end, mm-hmm. because Rita was putting all the emotion in, and, and you see, you see Marie getting teared up and everything like that, but how awkward <laughs> would that have been? <laughs> telling a complete stranger all these deep feelings that a man had so we're both women we're complete strangers and i am telling you all of these very deep feelings you know it just would have been would have been slightly embarrassing and awkward to watch you know so i'm really glad they did it the way they did and rita's really great about you know reciting in an acting kind of way with the emotion and the feeling so yeah, with with a very somber tone dear mm-hmm. marie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm really glad they did it the way they did <laughs> so marie reunites with sam and i will say here sometimes sometimes that now the sam and marie story for me was very cheesy i mean we laid on a lot of cheese here for my liking i mean it was still very sweet but again it was kind of like uh like for me i was like all right guys i feel a little weird about this but i think the one thing that tied it all together for me is the fact that she didn't just up and surprise him she mentioned that like they spoke on the phone Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's way more realistic and it just it just kind of made me go oh good you know it's not like this shock bomb drop because we already <laughs> had that with the world health organization but with right. this one it's like they had all spoken on the phone they had agreed to meet yeah i liked that you know, too I, very I much i really like that um and so sam and marie kiss and then they walk to the cabin that sam had built for them oh and he broke ground the day she left for college yes 
tidbit there. Um, and as they walk away, we see in the distance Shane, Oliver, Rita, and Norman watching them. <laughs> but you gotta love it because I was not expecting that at all. I was like, oh, they're watching the whole thing. Well, we already had Norman stalking her from a tree, so I mean <laughs> it's much better, much worse. <laughs> What's worse than peeping from a tree with binoculars, you know, no, a telescope. He had a telescope. So I think that's a great segue since we're talking about spying because there were other things and other people that were being spied upon. (laughs) The postables Um, turned into sleuths. sleuths (laughs) Three of them, three out of the four. And can you guess which three? Hmm. Obviously. Is that the trivia? I got different trivia. Um, so we noticed that Oliver is acting a bit strange and Shane, Rita and Norman, well, not Norman. He doesn't really notice it. It's more Shane really that notices it. And she ropes in Rita and Norman to figure out what Oliver's been up to because Oliver had gotten a strange phone call. And he's being very suspicious. He's being very doesn't private. The, doesn't Rita notice that his tie is tied differently? Yes. Does she? I thought that was. I think so. She she mentions he's he dresses nicer on Wednesdays. I don't know yes. think they mentioned the tie though because she said well he has choir on Thursdays or something. He, dress, mm-hmm. he, he dresses a bit nicer on Wednesdays, and we find out that he also wears cologne on those days yes. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. they decide and they being Shane ropes Rita and Norman into spying on Oliver to see where he is going because he abruptly leaves and I love this scene yes so funny they're running through the streets of Denver stalking Oliver (laughs) Oliver there's a lot of stalking in this episode (laughs) (laughs) Oliver standing on a street corner and he, we see this beautiful babe walk to him, are, who he hugs. Are we sure we, are we sure we shouldn't call it stockmates? Stockmates. <laughs> and again, and again, there is a hug that is misinterpreted. It all comes totally back. misinterpreted. 100%. And Rita says when they see him with the lady, uh, I think this was a bad idea. So the next morning, Oliver meets them at the mailbox grill. Everybody's looking really suspiciously awkward and embarrassed. <laughs> like, I'm natural. I'm natural. <laughs> which Oliver picks up on right away, which is great. And, um, you know, they're kind of poking and prodding him just a little bit. And he cuts, he basically cuts them off and he says, Well, if you've noticed, I've been acting a little differently lately. He goes on to. You can't get out of lover. You've taken out a lover. <laughs> Oliver's face in that moment, though, was like, "What? what? No! 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 How dare you think that?" <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny to me though is that he's more he's more shocked that they would think that about him than the fact that she used that word you know i thought that he would have been rita you know kind of like watch your language or something like we're talking about a man who says what the sam hill so so i thought that he would have been shocked by shocked by her use of the word but instead he just goes no (laughs) he's horrified that they would think that about him but it sounds perfectly natural to him that Rita would use that word, you know? (laughs) And we find out Oliver admits that he has been taking dance lessons and unfortunately his dance partner Louise went missing and eloped to Mexico. And she's 85. 85 years old. (laughs) Oh, dear sweet Oliver's dancing with an 85 year old lady. And so he no longer has a dance partner. So Rita offers to dance with him. And we see the Rita dance for the first time in Postville history. <laughs> um, and if you haven't seen this, if you've never seen Science Delivery, you need to, obviously. 
but you need to watch the scene because it's so funny. <laughs> I don't know how Jeff, Kristen, and Eric kept their faces straight. <laughs> Because if it were me, I would probably just start laughing hysterically. Probably take lots a few takes. Lots of rehearsals, lots of takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, Shane didn't. I can't remember. Does Shane offer to be his dance partner? No. Kind of. Well, Oliver prompts it. Oliver yeah, prompts he says, uh, "Miss McInerney, did you receive my message about regarding this?" this? <laughs> situation you know it's just like save me now (laughs) (laughs) and and she kind of you know she's reading like uh yes yes. (laughs) (laughs) i love i love shane's face she's she's trying to grasp the the meaning she's trying to read his eyes (laughs) so shane has agreed to be Oliver's dance partner just to get Rita off of his back and we cut to the next scene in which Shane is Shane and Oliver are by themselves and she's basically like all right do I really have to do this because I'm sure you have plenty of other people you could ask like those nice ladies in church <laughs> and what does Oliver say best oh, line oh. ever <laughs> best line, best line ever, ever. I don't want a nice lady. I want you. <laughs> Jess, that's another paint. That's another painting right there. I don't want a nice lady. I want you. <laughs> and she's like, be still my heart. <laughs> In the most sarcastic way possible, of course. Oh, no, because before that, he said, uh, we have danced before and you are not entirely without grace. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's what she says. Still, my heart. (laughs) It's a great compliment. You're not. You're not without grace. It's like Mr. Darcy saying she's hand. (laughs) Yes, that was very much a Darcy moment. Very Darcy like. Oh man. So Shane and Oliver are dance partners. He's tolerable. (laughs) (laughs) He's perfectly tolerable. Tolerable. And so when Shane and Oliver go to the dance studio, Shane is like, I can't do this. Everybody else is better. And Oliver's like, it's no big deal. Follow me. And then they start dancing and we just kind of see a glimmer of, I don't know, what would you call it? Kindred spiritedness? Rhythm? rhythm they do have a good rhythm they have a they have a rhythm together it's not it's not quite chemistry yet maybe a spark of chemistry but Mm -hmm. i would say a certain rhythm i think there's a little bit of intimacy too like just the way they kind of look at each other like i i see the intimacy a little bit starting there too yeah it's like a like they're like kindred spirits at heart because well they not in a weird Diana and Anne way but like they've got a connection that you can't exactly oh they're in be, concert they're in, in concert con- that's the word yes, no that's it. <laughs> sorry I interrupted but it just came to me like oh yeah they're in concert yeah. they're in concert oh that's beautiful that's that is beautiful. a good way of putting it because I mean at this point it would be completely wrong to be like they're in love because Oliver is married and he's a perfect gentleman he's a perfect gentleman and if that means he's gonna wait for her he's gonna wait for her and he's not gonna entertain the idea of you know dating someone else until he's not married again. and shane's not about to say that she likes oliver right yeah. <laughs> not at this point not at this point but you could definitely i think you can definitely tell with shane that there's that something there that is within concert and rhythm so We'll see where the road takes these two and how their characters evolve from here. Um, And so the other storyline in this, which was also a fun storyline, is their new supervisor, Cora Brandt, and Rita's book that's like 1,700 pages. It's a huge book that she's written, and she offers Cora to, to read it. And so Cora is basically reading this book the entire episode, and Rita has no idea that she's actually written about herself and Norman, but in a 
1800s Western Shane has to theme. point it <laughs> out to her. Dorman is, in fact, like Mr. DeLorman. <laughs> and Renita Hayweather is also kind of like That's Hay you. <laughs> and just the shock and horror that, <gasps> that comes over Rita's face. <gasps> I need my book back! I need my book back! I'll read it! <laughs> And how much paper did Rita, like, how, like, printing all those books, how many copies did she have? Four? One for each of them and Cora? Didn't she have a whole box of them? She had a whole box she, of them. Yeah, she there was, there was a box of like but, candy. But you can't, you can't do, you know, you can't have too, too many copies of the book because of how big it is. <laughs> she should have just emailed Shane an electronic version. Yes. Rita's <laughs> not, not going to do Kindle. that. Said that I me. love I love when she's passing them out. You guys really need to read my book. And, oh, I don't know. It's just a really big commitment. Wow. You know? (laughs) When it bangs down into their arms, like, oh. (laughs) So we will see the book again. I'm sure. Yes. Oh, we shall. We shall. So that concludes this episode of Soulmates or Stalker Mates or Stockmates <laughs> or Two Left Feet or I Don't Want a Nice Lady, I Want You. <laughs> or if she doesn't want him, I'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a sweet episode. I, it wasn't my, one of my favorites, but I think it was one of the more pivotal ones for the postables. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely what about it, you guys well, well it just yeah it it introduces rita's book which comes into play a lot mm-hmm. in the in the coming episodes and in the movies yes and then it it like you said it it lights the spark you know it it gets things going with oliver and shane because if there was no dancing then that whole thing never would have started you mm-hmm. know yeah for sure yeah like i said before i definitely was much more interested in the postal storyline because ironically even though i i watch hallmark title and i love hallmark movies i'm actually not a romantic at all um so if it gets too gushy i i don't like it so the, sam and marie was a little bit much for me you know with the whole wind and sky and land thing like we said um so i was yeah much more interested in the postal storyline mm-hmm. Cammy's giving me a look. I thought I knew you. (laughs) Turns out you didn't, Cammy. Just like you didn't know about Mountie number two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's below the belt. Don't dish it if you can't take it. (laughs) Well, we're about to have some trivia versus just because we're about to go to trivia. Yes, and I did horrible in the last one, so I got to redeem myself. Bring it on! <laughs> down. Alrighty. Where did Marie go to college? Uh, John Hopkins? Yes. Woo! Good one! Oh, no. <laughs> I redeemed myself from last time when I got zero out of three. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, this is an easy one. Get ready. Oh. What day does Oliver have choir? Wednesday. Uh, Thursday. 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 Yes! Thursday. Thursday. Wednesday. Wednesday's dance. <laughs> yes. Thursday's choir. Very close. Got to give it to Jess. Yes. All righty. What? Take it. Oh! it first. <laughs> Going down, Cammy. I got two for three. What's the name of Sam's ranch manager? The manager. He did not know about the World Health Organization. It was the one that was like our computer. Oh, are down. the uh, the the Latino guy. Yes, the the little Latino guy. Um, um, the only name that popped in my head was Carl. I have no idea if that's right. That's <laughs> the name of my dog, but no, <laughs> three letters. Uh, Max. Tom. Oh, we're no, we're close. All right. No. When. When does oh, Renita... she's got more than three. Oh. oh, okay, we're ready. I'm ready. When does Renita move to Montana? When does who? Renita. Renita, Renita Hayweather. What year? Oh, what year? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, 
Ooh, Cammy, you're way closer. 1889. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 Alrighty, last question. Oh, what go. what was Mr. DeLorman's job? Sheriff. He was sheriff. Uh no. No. Um Oh, I okay. know it. I know it. Oh, Think about on. the mail. Postmaster? 1889 in the mail. Oh, oh, Matt. Oh, Pony Express. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I was thinking horse, but I couldn't think anything beyond horse. <laughs> we tied. We tied. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, remind me about Mountie number two. Uh, remind me what's the name of the captain in To Whom It May Concern? Uh, <laughs> I still don't remember. <laughs> we just thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, booyah! <laughs> All righty, guys. A little competition here. A little competitive. Yes. <laughs> competitive very, at the very healthy, healthy competitive spirit. Here, there's, there's lots of, there's lots of love. There's lots of love. Lots, lots of love. love. I love you, Jess. <laughs> Too much. I'm not a romantic. Remember, Kimmy? Oh, oh, right. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So I'm next... not even going there. <laughs> All righty, y'all. So next week, we will be talking about the episode, The Masterpiece. <gasps> yes. So get ready. For more dancing. And more tissues. That's all we'll say on that. All and right. Painting. painting, yes. This 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 is Jess's territory. It's painting. Painting. <laughs> I have a painting regarding this. <laughs> I bet you do. It now lives in Florida, though. I don't have it. Oh. All right. Well, where can people find you guys on the socials? Uh, you Jess, can find. Would you like to go first? I would love to. How thoughtful can me. Um. <laughs> I can be found on Twitter at jmbossy, B-O-S-S-E 77. On Instagram, I'm jess at bswblog. Or you can check out my website, beneathstillwaters.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cammy Drama Girl, Cammy spelled K-A-M-I, on Facebook at the Hooked Hardy Facebook page. And my blog is hookedhardy.com. You can find me on Twitter at Hallmark My Words. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Hallmarkies Pod, on Instagram at Hallmarkies Podcast. You know, please listen, rate, review, subscribe, like, retweet, and share all our socials. We will love you for it. And if you are a postable, DM us, add us, let us know what you thought about this episode on Twitter or on Instagram and we look forward to hearing from you guys because we we love the postables you guys are amazing you guys have been so supportive so supportive of the podcast and um with buying you know our t-shirts and our merchandise and everything and we just love you guys which is why we're doing this podcast series I mean we are so excited for newest signs still delivered and you guys are legit the best so um yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.